and um, I hear the first officer call out. And then the first officer jumps on the radio and he screams, holy sh! it's the goat man. And I mean, it's just like everything went quiet. And my, I, I could hear the ringing in my ears and I could feel my heart race. And so I hit my light and I went flying up there. I'd been told by some old, older people, elders, that you grab them and you hold them and you, you, you don't own them, but you, you hold them there until daylight. If you can hold them or pull it in, pull them into the light, it uh, destroys anything they have, uh, any kind of power or anything that, or anything they were trying to do to you, it'll, it'll destroy them. This guy was like bouncing, like. You know, like how you, you see people kind of getting ready to jig? You know how they kind of bounce? Yeah, he was like that way. He was just kind of bouncing, and he was just kind of going back and forth and one foot to the other. And uh, and he just kind of turned sideways, and he turned back over to the other way, and and uh, he took off. Holy shit, he jumped in Wanda. This is Lodge Tales. I'm your host, Rod Williamson. And thanks again for joining us on another episode. If you are Native American and you'd like to come on the show to share your strange and paranormal experiences, please consider emailing us at lodgetales at gmail.com. Welcome to Lodge Tales. I'm your host, Rod Williamson. If you have anything you'd like to share as far as the paranormal and anything spooky or you know of anyone spooky, have them get a hold of us. They can send us an email at lodgetales at gmail.com or you could join the Facebook group of Lodge Tales and communicate directly with me there. Thanks everybody for listening to the show, showing us all the support. Please leave a good review for us if, if you think it's a good show and you know share it wherever you can i really appreciate it the podcast is growing and it's all because of folks like y'all so this week we have i mean on this episode we have carrie she's from alaska small little village up there and she shares a lot of stories in, in particular she talks about this house that they lived in where there was a demonic presence in there and there's a number of things that went on in that house, and she she elaborates on a lot of those. And toward the end, she goes into talking about little people. Um, sadly, I had to cut the interview short because in my podcast room, I have this door over here, this metal door, but it faces the outside, and there was a storm coming, and it's, it's just loud toward the end. Uh, on top of it all, since she's in such a rural area of Alaska, her phone cuts in and out here and there. But, um, you know, we, we can make out the stories that she, she's telling and, and we can understand it. It's just spotty here and there. So I'd like to apologize for, for those issues um, beforehand. So let's go ahead and get into the show with Carrie. Well, welcome back to Lodge Tales, everyone. Tonight we have a guest from Alaska. Her name is Carrie, and she's going to tell us a few stories about her experiences up there in Alaska. And uh, Carrie, if you would, introduce yourself and uh, lead, just go ahead and lead us into your stories. Hi, my name is Carrie. I'm, I'm from a small rural village in Alaska, and I've lived here my whole life. It's just a little village where everybody knows everybody. Everything. So, uh, back in 2013, me, there was me, my husband, my daughter. Uh, she was the only child at the time, and we had rented a house. And it was just a tiny, tiny house. Like, it had no bedroom, a bathroom, and the rest of the house was just it. You just open the door, and there's a bed over it and in the back there's a heater, a lazy boy couch along the side of the wall 
boat wreck and the other side of that house there was the uh, rest of the kitchen and appliances. It had two pickup pipes, refrigerator and uh, like a stacked washer and um, it was so it was like a dorm with full size appliances and a full bathroom. Uh, so on on Halloween night, um, I got home from bringing my daughter trick or treating, and there was a new scary movie that just came out. I can't remember the title, but I know it was based on a true story. Hmm. And yeah, I I I was into scary movies back then. Like to me, it felt like nothing. Uh, it just felt like something that happened to someone. So after that, I we were all asleep and I woke up and there was like a big, um, we had a metal bed frame that had, um, it, it stuck out in the back, like, I don't know what you call it. Um, but it was metal and I woke up and it was like, like our, our bed and I woke up and I, I looked at my husband he was sleeping and I thought he might have kicked the and so I went to check how feet were from that and and there was there, his feet were like a foot away from there and he couldn't have kicked it hmm. and, uh, he, I was like I was kind of freaked out, but then I was like, what up? Um, I'm just going to go back to sleep. So I back to sleep without thinking of anything. Uh, another night, it was uh, very calm outside, without any wind. There was nothing, not even the grass moving. Anyways, yeah. it was dead calm, and we woke up. The house was shaking. Oh. Um, it it was shaking, and you could hear like little thuds. Like imagine being in a condo, and there's a kid running around, and the house is shaking. Oh. But it, yeah, there was n- nothing outside. I don't know what could have been making that little running noise. Mm-hmm. But our house was shaking. You could hear the refrigerator and the washer and dryer. They were shaking. My husband also woke up from bed and um, he he looked out the window and he's like, "It's not even windy outside." And I he couldn't figure out what was doing that. So I was like, "Just go back to bed. Ignore it. Don't." Don't care and we went back to sleep and just tried to ignore it. Um, <laughs> I think those were the two measures from the very beginning. And then January came along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was out of town with my daughter and my husband was home. And my sister-in-law was visiting with her daughter. Yeah. They, they called me and he was like, or my husband called me and he was like, something's happening in here. There's a, there's a DVD cover floating in the air. It's still there. And then after he said that to me, it fell, it fell down to the floor. I don't know what was going on. They didn't tell me what else had happened. Uh, one of the major things that happened during that night was that DVD cover floating in the air. Oh, they all seen it too, huh? They're all just kind of staring at it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was the only time that they, see, that they saw something floating. Yeah. And then, like, not looking after that, it was quiet for a bit. Um, it had, I think it was 
I can't remember what month it was. But I was asked to go chaperone on a trip for a for a team, and I had told my husband. He was like, okay, and he he seemed okay with it, but all of a sudden he like he had this really upsy attitude, and he was like, why are you trying to go? Like he was accusing me of things, and I was like. I'm just going to chaperone. So, so we were having that uh, negative attitude towards each other. Mm-hmm. And when I had gone to lunch, he he was getting getting breakfast ready for my daughter. He was laying on the bed, and he was he was in the kitchen area where he could just turn his head, and he could see her. He heard, he heard, um, he heard her trying to breathe, and he looked over at her. There was a blanket covering, covering on her mouth, and like he could see a shape of a hand on, on that blanket, like an imprint. Yeah. And he was like freaked out, and he went to go take it off her face. She was, she was four at the time. And after that happened, he, I guess he realized that we've been having, like, we take, we were taking turns being negative at each other. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he told me that he was sorry and that he could feel something in there. He, after he told me that, that's when I realized that, yeah, I noticed that we've been, we've been, so negative towards each other at some time. Hmm. Did it that s- was happening. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that was happening. And again, even if we're aware of being negative, like we were, I don't know, we just kept being negative. And even small things like, one another night we were we were going to sleep and he had fallen asleep and he like everything irritated me even his breathing his breath on my on my like if i could feel his breathing on my face or near my ear i pushed him and i was like get away from me hmm. and then all of a sudden like, it was like he was having sleep apnea, but at the same time, his eyes kind of rolled back, and he he was making this scary growl noise. I just heard that noise before. Oh. And he, or not he, not he has been, but there, this ugly noise, this ugly voice, he he said, "I'm so happy." I I can't imitate his voice, but he was like, "I'm so happy for you. Keep fighting your husband. Don't ever stop fighting your husband." And that gave me chills, and I I just yelled out yelled out as loud as I can. In Jesus' name, get out of my house. Leave us alone. And then right after I said that, he he gasped. He took a gasp of air. And he he was shaking. He was, he was scared. He was shaking. And I was like, what, what was going on? Why were you doing that? And I, I kind of thought that he was shaking. But then I also thought he couldn't have been making that ugly noise on his own. Wow. And um, after he had said that, then it happened. It was like, before, before, I can't think of the word. Before my awareness went away, a big dark shadow with horns came at me. Oh, 
Yeah, that gave me that gave me really bad feels and most unsettling feelings I've ever had in my uh, Wow, so that all these things just kept happening and, and they just kind of led up to that, huh? Yeah. Oh, I skipped the part. Before that had happened, because that house was so small, it had a full-size bed and a twin-size bed, so we put them together. Mm -hmm. I had my daughter's twin-size bed. One night, I woke up, she was crying, and I was I asked her, what's the matter? It was dark. We, we sleep in pitch dark, and the only light that will in is like a little electrical light, things, or like if there's a crack in the window, there's moonlight. Mm -hmm. um, she, she, she said that she pointed towards the other side of the house and she said, that, that scary monster is trying to get me. So I took her and I put her beside me and I held her and didn't want her to feel uncomfortable. Wow. What do you think it was? I don't know. It it, it seemed kind of, I think it might have been a mod or something. Say that again? That's never demonic. Oh, yeah. Gee. Yeah, now that after this past, now that I think of it, maybe if I left it alone, like maybe one of us could have been or something kind of scary. Yeah. Is that house still there? Yeah, somebody's living there, but I don't know anything to them. Wow. Or anyways, after that first, after that last scary part where my husband had the ugly demon with, mm -hmm. uh, I posted on Facebook and I asked, what can I do? I don't want this to keep happening to us because that was the most scary thing that ever happened in my life, yeah. paranormal way. And um, one of my colleagues, he, he's, um, her religion is Russian Orthodox, mm -hmm. so she had a bottle of holy water, told me to pick it up. So I did told me that I should wipe holy water going clockwise mm -hmm. and just to keep praying. And then another one of them said, that's a semi-lunar woman's night. Mm -hmm. uh, they said to put that above the door. At when we go to bed to keep to keep um, spirits away, like a barrier. After, yeah. Uh -huh. So we tried it that it kind of calmed down. We could feel maybe much lighter, and like we could breathe, and it wasn't so heavy anymore. Yeah. But even if I. Even if I did that, the only activity that was left was in the bathroom. I don't know why it didn't leave the bathroom. Hmm. Uh, there in the bathroom there was um so hanger thing or something mm -hmm. to keep like shampoo and stuff, and then it had a. Uh, hanger to put like red and it would sneak whenever it moved. Uh, I had gone after my sister was visiting and the bathroom door opened a little bit and we heard that squeak and I was like, did you hear that? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so creepy. We just left it alone and we didn't want to go to the bathroom. 
Something like that would happen if like, things would fall off that shelf and shampoo and body wash. I think before we moved out, maybe before summertime, maybe it was May or April, I was taking a shower and I had no cuts or on my arm that I was aware of. And, you know, when we get scratched and when we put, like, fresh, fresh scratches mm-hmm. and we get so fat, yeah. it, like, stings. Yeah. I, I got to my arm and the soap had burned and I looked at my arm. I had a lot of scratch from below my up above my wrist to under my elbow. Hmm. I I had no I never my arm never scratched on anything. I didn't scratch it. I didn't I had no idea that that there. Hmm. That was also, my sister would come stay at my house when we would be out of town, mm-hmm. and she was watching my daughter too at the same time, and she could feel something in the corner for the lazy boy, and she would just feel like something's there watching, and then there would be that noise outside on that corner of the house. Mm-hmm. And my sister asked my daughter and said, what's that noise? And my daughter said, I don't know, she, she sounded like she was so confused. And that, that, that's kind of, so, that's kind of, <laughs> um, that's kind of unsettling for her to be so calm about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of creepy like that. Yeah. That's how she answered my sister. Wow. <laughs> so that house, did, there was always something there, then you guys never fully got rid of it, huh? I'm not sure. I, 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 we moved out when we moved back into my other house. I, was thinking, geez, I hope I don't bring spirit back to her. We lived in, um, we went back to my dad's house. Hmm. And it didn't follow you or anything like that? Nothing happened like that? I don't think so. I, I, I never heard, I never woke up in in like that. Yeah. But now in the house, we, uh, it's kind of where I have to go half my life. Half my life I lived in that. And sometimes when my kids are old and I come home and they say, that things fell by itself or they just talk about things that fall. And every time that happens, I just start praying and praying for negative energy to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nothing like that demand happens again after after getting out of that little house. Mm-hmm. Also, after that, I I read about um watching watching movies based on true stories. Yeah, like exorcisms and stuff. Mm-hmm. I read that. When we watch those things, that we're inviting them to work. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch, yeah, don't really watch scary movies anymore. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I, if I do it, that I'll invite them into my home. And I don't want that to. Yeah, you know, I've heard that before. It's like you're giving life to something, 
you're allowing something to inviting something like you said I've, I've heard that mm-hmm. I've heard even if you're telling stories you can uh, invite something in you know so I always pray when I'm done doing these you know I pray for the people that told the stories and you know because in our way we're we're Blackfeet from Montana and there's a lot of things that we use to protect ourselves and um, you know we have different how would I say it uh, protections that we call upon or that we use that help us and protect us against things like that mm-hmm. or the possibility of anything like that happening you know usually we run into things that there are things that you can't handle on your own but the majority of the things we can handle on our own that we're given like say we're getting spooked by say something spirit like that raising hell with us we you know the different smudges alone those uh sweet grass cedar sweet pine you know sage all of those things they they really work they really they can flush out those bad things, especially cedar. We believe that when you burn cedar, it can actually burn those bad ones. That smoke, it can burn them. It'll harm them. You know, so mm-hmm. they have no choice but to leave. Yeah, in our culture, I'm I'm a big, and we don't we don't have those things. We also have there's a there's a those called Labrador. Yeah, I've heard and in that. our language, yeah, in our language we call it I. Hmm. And my mother-in-law's daughter seen it or done it, but it's very similar to burning sage. Mm-hmm. And she explained it like you let the Labrador tea burn smoke, and then you like sand the out for the house to get rid of anything or anything paranormal mm-hmm. and I think it's very very similar to smudging yeah or maybe it is smudging but just with that print hmm. and have you used that in that old house did you ever do that in there Mm, no, I I didn't, but I did I did annoy with holy holy water. Yeah. I think, but we're 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 moving pretty soon. So I think I'm going to before we move in. I think get some eye and and do do a smudge before we move in. Yeah. So that we're, because I don't want to ever experience that again. Yeah, geez, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the, the, if you, uh, I was listening to your podcast. I was, it was about nine o'clock at night. Uh, I worked in this, um, and I was, to pick myself out by listening to stories in your podcast. So I, I stopped it and I was like, okay, better pick good music, happy music before I leave or I'll go through the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really scary stories in the past episodes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard some of the stories that I've recorded and uh, I've actually had nightmares. Um, you know, just thinking about some of the things I've heard since I started the podcast, it's, man, some of them are really creepy. Just the image it puts in my mind almost like haunts me in my dreams. So I'll, I'll make sure I smudge off things like that, you know, and it helps. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I get what I'll, you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And my, my class is far from the, so I have to walk. Maybe a minute or two to get to the um, house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before that, we go out the front entrance. Now I go out 
do one of the side entrances. Mm-hmm. And um, when I go out the front, there's a hall with no, no windows, so there's no, absolutely no light. And before I get in there, it's black. And I'll turn on really fast, and I'll go all the way to the other side, and I'll crack the door open, the light off, and I'll walk out really fast. It's just it's creepy because it always feels like I get somewhere at school when I'm leaving, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I kind of at the same time like it's or it won't. It will know that I'm with attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end. That was all of the stories I have living in that house. So mm-hmm. um, I can move on to the school. Okay. Or is there? Yeah. Last about here in the winter time before. It was January. Um, our our people say that activity happens more when it's winter. I don't know the reason. A lot of things that show up when just when the ground is cold. Yeah. My understanding. They talk about it. Me and my niece, we were in the school. We we coached mid-school basketball together, so we were here about another hour over, and we were leaving. No, we were standing outside the gym in the hallway, and you could hear somebody jumping. But all the lights in the gym were off, and the high school boys had already gone. But like it was like somebody was jumping from the bleachers down to the floor. Hmm. And we were standing up there and we were like, I wonder who's in the I wonder if somebody was hiding under the bleachers and left uh uh the person in charge just left with making sure everybody's gone. So we walked slowly towards the gym door and we opened it and the, all of a sudden all the jumping noise stopped. No more, there was no more jumping. And we just looked at each other and we had tingles and we, we walked back to my class. Hmm. And I was like, that's so creepy. It really felt like somebody was in there jumping back to the small of the pictures. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, schools and are think, real... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, um, and, it, and it was the same day before we had left. Um, my, my niece was using the bus. She could hear somebody walking. And we were we were the only two left building that night and I was um uh, I was in my class and I went out I, I I put my went out to wait for her and when she came out I was there and she was like I thought I heard you back in past and I was like, No there's nobody in me Oh, schools are really haunted. I, I don't know why that is. Uh, I've always heard, I mean, doing this now and then just kind of being a, a ghost story kind of. I always like ghost stories and I've always listened to them from different people in my tribe and, you know, growing up and stuff. But, uh, you know, even experiencing them, schools are really. They really have a lot of that going on in them. You know, a lot of schools have that. Every uh, school I've... Well, I remember thinking back. Um, this one school we went to, an elementary school, 
Noppy Elementary, there was people would hear basketballs bouncing in that gym, and there'd be nobody there. Um, yeah. It goes on and on. I went to Chamawa Indian School too, and that place has a lot of a lot of spirits there. There's a lot of stuff that happens there. And my dad went to what school, but he's never told me about things like that. Yeah, there. There's a lot of activity at schools. I don't know why that is, but there really is. There's another school back home. A guy was a janitor, and he took a picture of this thing. To me, when I look at that picture, it looks like this short man that has a like a goat bottom to it, like goat legs. I don't know. It looks it looks creepy, but it's a shadow figure looking thing. And I mean, there's there's another school in a place called Hart Butte. My brother-in-law works out there as the uh, head head of maintenance, and they con they constantly hear stuff. And you know, it, it's a common theme I hear from people. A lot of times, these schools, for some reason, they have a lot of activity going on at them. Now that now that you said that makes me wonder. I wonder if the old and all the residents you know, they might be attracted to the suffering that took place in some of the schools you know yeah I live right across from the school, and even even at night, I could hear um, I could hear balls in the gym, balls bouncing, and um, I still I still hear that, and feel, yeah, I could feel it too, because when they when there's like ball games happening. I could hear I could hear the bouncing all the way from my house, like people running and bouncing, mm -hmm. and it's still the same noise, still the same noise, even if there's no basketball going. Huh. Yeah, that don't surprise me, cause uh, you know, I guess I've never really thought about it, but it could be too that you know, like how they say, kids are more. Uh, how would I say it? They're more closer to the Creator, more closer to God. They're more innocent, and a lot of times they can see things we can't. So maybe, mm -hmm. and just in a way, they might attract spirits to schools. You know, spirits just still hang out there for whatever reason. You know, as the kids move mm -hmm. on, maybe those spirits just like being around the kids, and they just stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Still kind of creepy, though. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> you know, because we believe the well, a good spirit can scare you because you're you're just surprised by them. You know, like, oh, look at that. You know, but for the most part, those good ones don't necessarily really scare you. Like they don't put that fear of God in you. You know, that. So yeah. if there's something really scaring you, we always believe that something bad. You know. So that makes me wonder too, because a lot of these these school hauntings are really scary so I think I think even those bad ones get attracted to those kids and they must hang out there I kind of suspect it's those types of spirits that are lingering in those schools and stuff yeah and I know that like they feed on fear and mm -hmm. like fear so I'm leaving the school I try to act like I not aware that try to make it feel like try to make myself look like I'm being watched hmm. and then right when I get closer to the door I like walk I'll walk faster so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah my daughter my oldest daughter when we lived in that little house mm -hmm. she used to scared at her I would talk to her. Nothing can harm you. Bad, bad spirits can't harm you. You just have to pray. You just have to pray about it. Know that Jesus is always watching you. So that kind of helps. Not 
be scared. Yeah. Um, one time, my husband was going to go to work. You need to get up. You're going to go to my dad's house here alone. He just wanted to sleep. He was like, I can stay here. Jesus is watching me. <laughs> no, he alone like that. So that's how he had it. Like, Jesus can babysit her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anything else happen around those, your guys' village that you know of? Like, uh, I guess one of the things I've always been meaning to ask people from Alaska is, have you oh, we, we also experience things like little people. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's the only thing I know how to explain them is by little people. Yeah. And in our culture, we have, I think there's three types of, three types of little people. Mm-hmm. There's the one that is for mischief, mm-hmm. and the other is for helping, and I can't remember what the last one was. I think it was like telling the teacher, being able to tell the teacher by what the, those little people reveal. Hmm. Um, I, I've had, I think, one experience with, with them. We were, um, in the winter time, we get down by snow machines because we don't have any roads. We don't have the road system up here. Yeah. And the only way we can travel out is by snow machine in the winter or uh, four wheel ATV. Mm-hmm. And then in the summertime or anytime the water is open, we go by boat, by the ocean and river. Hmm. So when we were, my husband is from the next village over and we were, I think we were there for Christmas break, and we were on our way home, or we were trying to come home, and it had blizzarding, and it was getting hard to see, and um, when the hot tide comes in, in the winter time, it can, it can make, it can be dangerous, um, because the wa- ice can break open from the water, being rice, rose, <laughs> and so we started going and there, there's hills when we leave that village. We, we pass by hills and it's such that um, the people, people living inside hills. Hmm. And we were going, we were, we were going, uh, my daughter was about three, mm-hmm. I think. We had her completely covered, like, and we were sitting in front of her, and she was completely covered. We didn't take the blanket off her foot. And while we were going, my husband said, look, I see a thing, and that's that uh, And he was like, it's jumping from hip to hill. And I'm, 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 I'm a, like a scaredy cat. Like, I don't like, I didn't want to look so scared. Mm-hmm. He said, it's, it's jumping from hill to hill. I was like, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> and, uh, a snowfall was getting thicker, so we, we stopped. We could see the water right we didn't want to take a chance, so we were like, we turn around. And so we turned around, and we could see the village lights glowing into the sky, mm-hmm. but it felt like we were taking longer than usual to see the actual town, like the street lights. Mm-hmm. Um, 
took about maybe 15 or 20 minutes longer and we got back to my in-laws house and we that's when we finally took the painted up my daughter mm-hmm. and she said, she said right we were over there by the and I me and my husband we both got single and we were like we looked at each other and we were how does she know like she doesn't know about the kids not people when she was back yeah. and we told my mother-in-law yeah, little kids, even if they can't see them, they know that they're there. What did she say? You kind of cut out during that part. What did she say to you guys? Oh, my mother, what my mother-in-law No, said? no, th- your guys' daughter, what did she say? When she, when we took the blanket off her, she pointed towards the trail that we and she was like, Right, we were over there by the monster truck. <laughs> so she couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And I told her, uh, yeah, little kids will, little kids know that things are there. They can't see them. Yeah. But you guys, it was this jumping from hill to hill? What Did your husband say yeah. what it looked like? Um, I can't remember how big he said he was. It was like probably a foot or two feet somewhere. Whoa. Uh, these things, the little people, like when they want to take the sun, they, they can change. They can change the, I guess, the dimensions. Mm-hmm. of our world and some people get lost like they're going in a I think it happened to my husband when he was he was following a trail but he kept seeing the same the same tree I think and that happens you're supposed to take like if you have an or an axe you get off your vehicle and go to the trail like make like cut it cut the trail or cut the trail with the knife or and then that um break that change in dimension oh. and after I not sure what he did but he he was able to get he was able to get up of that repeating trail he was on. Weird. And I don't know, there's this, there's a lot of people I think that happened to. There's a lady from here and she was out fishing. I fish and she could hear she went by herself and she could hear she could hear um four fields and no machine passing by, but she couldn't see them. And to her, it was daytime. Um, they say that when little people take over your take over the around your surroundings, that you you also lose sense of time, or mm-hmm. that it doesn't take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. 24 hours, nothing in there, in their world. Yeah. And so when you get stuck into their kitchen, the time you go with their time. And so this lady, she was out fishing and she could hear. To her, it was a couple hours. And when she finally, I don't know what she did. I don't know what she thought at first, but um, I think it's a piece of dry fish or something. Mm-hmm. And when she finally left the fishing spot, she got home. 
I think they were, she was gone. And it was the next day when she got back to town. Wow. So the little people's time, it, it goes very slow. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. That's super and interesting. And also that's just, my mother told me, she said that little people will leave you alone. Like if you tie a piece of dry fish around you or something, or keep it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They're very and like there's areas in Alaska where people will get lost and have no taste. I think that's when I start to wonder if that's a uh, um, little people dimension or something. Since I had to cut the interview short because of the storm, I had agreed to call Carrie back at some point in the future. And as soon as we do, we'll go ahead and get part two of her episode out. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of the stories from Alaska. They're so interesting because they have a lot of things I've never heard of. If they don't want something bad following them, they cut the trail with a knife or they're being disorientated by a little person they cut the trail that they're following circles around and round and round they'll cut that with the knife too it's really interesting way to I've never heard those those stories and and what they do but uh, yeah I love learning more about the other cultures and how they deal with these things so our next uh, episode I'm putting out is going to be a patron episode with myself on it. Um, I'll be telling part two of mine. It'll be episode 28. And look forward to that, all you patrons. And I have another guy lined up that's going to talk about Bigfoot, and I'm really looking forward to that one. So stay tuned, and until next time.